Convention no, no, no. <laughs> I meet Cebu Entertainment Launchpad Channel 14 This is Norm taking over at Third World Gaming So here I am with Paolo or Zaxal Yes So what about Third World Gaming? Yes so about Third World Gaming uh, What is I'd... it like we're gaming in a third world? What what is it like okay Okay, going specifically on the topic of uh, popular games locally, mm -hmm. the current nature of the uh, of a lot, from what I notice at least, right. The current nature of a lot of the popular games tend to be that they they're they are usually some kind of MMO. Uh huh. Most of them are um, free to play. Yeah, most of them are free to play, <laughs> and. Um, and um, of the of the games that are not MMOs that are really popular, a lot of them tend to be the big budget, mar big budget marketed titles. Like huge spending on marketing. That or that or really niche title. That, that or certain niche titles or certain uh, anime related titles as well. Is it just me or does it seem like most of the MMOs that come out here are from Korea? Actually, not just Korea. We have some from China. Some from, some of the popular ones are actually starting to come from the U.S. But mostly, but quite a lot are coming from Korea. Actually, for the most part, I understand that you can see the newest, most popular MMOs ready in the internet cafe. Is that right? Yes. In fact, um, a number of these companies might act, a number of the companies that make these MMOs actually have uh, policies specifically aimed at uh, net cafes. Like special provisions for them. And in fact, I know. In fact, I think some of these MMOs might. Some of these uh, companies actually give like special items for net cafe people. Wow. At least I know this is what they do with the net bonds in Korea. You know, uh, it used to be that whenever I want to play a new game, I go to a net cafe see what's new, and hopefully, uh, they, some, some sometimes they give out like CDs for installers. Now I have to go online and download the ones that I see there. Um, the, actually, some net cafes actually sell games now. Game CDs? Yeah. Um, I know that there's a net cafe right across school that was actually offering the collector's edition of StarCraft 2. Wow. Yeah. Huh. And basically, it was heavily marketing StarCraft 2 leading up to the launch. But is it all MMOs? Not just all MMOs, but a lot of the games tend to be of some tend to either be MMOs or competitive of some kind of nature. You know, I find it funny that we um, have a like um for example, Counter Strike is still a really big thing locally. Uh-huh. So it's... And there's Crossfire. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's Crossfire. No no Crossfire came out because of Counter Strike. Yeah. Its I, popularity. I, I find it uh, find it funny that there's a large popularity for online-based games, given that we're a country with significantly slower internet than most of Southeast Asia. In fairness, the idea there is that a lot of people will be playing in internet cafes, and for the most part, internet cafe, internet has been at least somewhat consistent. I mean, to be <laughs> fair, 
some I say somewhat because well <laughs> that's not exactly all the time but it's probably more so than the home networks again third world yeah but basically the idea is that most of these people they most of these people don't need to worry about maintaining their connections because and the connections are being maintained by the cafe that's true that's true as opposed to being maintained by you know themselves which I kind of miss land games huh I kind of miss land games there are still some coming out but there are They're getting fewer and fewer, huh? Huh? Land games are getting fewer and fewer. With uh, more multiplayer games requiring an I, online connection. That would depend on the makers of the games. Fewer and fewer AAA la land games, definitely. Um, but uh, there are more and more, uh, more and more smaller developer, freeware or indie land games coming out. What's your take on the uh, business model of? Uh, Free-to-play games where you have to buy items in-game in -game purchasing. As long as it's not predatory and for as long as you aren't basically forced into buying... Uh, as long as you aren't forced into buying the microtransactions just to enjoy the game, that'll be fine. Right. And because because pers like personally, one of the uh -huh. games that I literally sunk 300 plus hours of 300 plus hours in the course of one month. <laughs> That's War insane. Warframe <laughs> is, a, is a perfect example for that. It's an in-game purchase game, right? It's a free-to-play game with microtransactions. Yeah, yeah. And before anyone asks, yes, I did buy microtransactions on that well, game. But no, it was not because I needed them. It was because I really, really liked the game. Yeah, I, I guess we can, we can delve into that. It's Microtransactions can be great. But if, they can also be extremely predatory. Yeah, provided that it's not something that's uh, necessary to move forward An in the game. Like a good example of a predatory microtransaction was at, are basically some, in some mobile games, where mobile games are pre pretty much you can't really do much if you don't like buy this special currency that can only be bought with money. For example, like you only have one turn, but. Basically, that one turn you only do very little, uh -huh. and in order to do more, you need to use more turn, use more turns. But that, those more turns cost like this special uh, purple crystal currency right. that only comes with um, fifty, pe like a fifty-dollar purchase of like one hundred crystals or something like wow. that. No, no, I've seen some of these microtransactions. There are bundles as high as one hundred twenty dollars. The thing I, I, I'm most iffy about when it comes to microtransactions is always when it feels like I can buy my way into winning. That's where... Actually, that's that's where the one of the biggest flaws of microtransactions are. It's what... You see, because it's... The flaws are made bare and easy to notice in competitive games. So what about... In pay to... Basically, in competitive games, you straddle with microtransactions. You actually can straddle the line between, but between buying something stronger and buying something that will break the game in your favor. Right, right. And but, but, which is why, which is why, in some cases, micro, which is why in certain other game types, like say Warframe, which is more, uh -huh. which is, like in game types, I find microtransactions to be a little less a play to win, right? Pay to win if in setups where the game isn't built entirely around competitive mm -hmm. but that but um, I also know for a fact that some companies actually have found ways to create a quote-unquote pay-to-win system in games <laughs> that don't have a competitive element but in, in, in that sense uh, 
Do you think that casual games on mobile have a tendency to become pay to win? The, the games on mobile ha actually have a, a tendency to be pay if you want to play. No, like literally. They'll let you own, like, literally. You know those timers, right? Yeah. Those timers, and in a number of cases, those timers are built in such a way that it kind of frust that it actually would frustrate a person into buying, buying, you know, the currency or the turns. Right, but is it a good or a bad thing? I would say it's a bad thing because it can to be easily, it's easy to become predatory with that. You don't need to do much. Yeah, but, uh... What about the time-based transaction, time-based uh, stopping of gameplay? Because I understand that, that mobile that gameplay can become addicting. That would depend on how long the time is. Right. Do, do, do you have an idea about what's a good time? A good time. Here's a bad. Here's what a bad time would be. Uh -huh. Basic. Here's what a bad time would be. Like to replenish your turns, a bad amount of time would be one day. Uh huh. Like wait, you wait 24 hours before you can get another turn. Uh, that's, a that's a bad example. A, uh, a relatively good example is an hour. Ah. Wait, an hour or three hours. Basically, something more reasonable. All right. So, um, but a lot of a lot of people are trying to integrate the gamification of things into real life. Like, let's say marketing. What do you think of that? Uh, I'm give a, me as a gamer on gamification. A very give me a very specific example of that. Like. Uh, um, let's say you have a set of promos with achievements and stuff. Set of promos and achievements. Uh huh. So how would you how would you earn these promos and achievements? Well, you either buy one thing, which where you where you get uh, this prize, or you get oh the entire set and you get a better a better item. Oh, so you're so you're that actually reminds me of. Uh, because um, in, in, in each in the very sense of it it can be integrated into the idea of gaming because a lot of games are fetch quests and sometimes if you get the maximum amount of items that you need to get or over you get a better when you item, brought, right? when you brought up that example the thing that that reminded me of was actually um place up uh, um, the fact that every year PlayStation has this uh, play sale uh-huh where if you buy all of the featured games on the play sale there are there are four each game you, each additional game you buy, you get a rebate. So right. if you buy two games, you get a three dollar rebate. If you buy three, you get a six dollar rebate. And if you buy all four, you get a ten dollar rebate. So is that a good thing? Do you think? It's an, it's a, it's another take on the sale. It's another way of making a sale, essentially. But so there's a uh, right, right, right. But, it, but I, I think uh, there's a risk in, there because people can get addicted to aspects of gaming. There is a risk. There is a risk if you make it, if you make it, um, if you make, if you make it um, invasive, uh -huh. if you make it too suggestive, right? And it could also, it could also be a risk. For example, for example, because I know for a fact that Europe is already deliberating on this, it could be a risk if it can be easily abused by kids, right? Because uh, what's happening now in Europe is that pretty much they're being forced. Um, Google is pretty, basically. Uh, a European court ruling is practically saying that any game that has microtransactions cannot be called free-to-play. Because, in essence, it has a part of it where you have to pay. Yes, and the other reason being that when that there have been there have been at least five to t there have been several cases in Europe where kids, right? Uh huh. 
They play their they play mobile games on their tablets. Okay. And then they see like they want to get extra turn and it says buy extra turn or buy buy special currency. Right. And here's the thing. Their parents' credit cards are tied to the account. Yeah, I remember that. There was an issue there where the parent had a thousand dollars. Two thousand. Two thousand dollars. Two like in one case that was two thousand uh-huh. dollars. In in another case in Britain that was one thousand three hundred pounds. Whoa! Is that our money? Yeah, that is. So the British pound is seventy three. Is about seventy one or seventy three pesos. Us <laughs> to one. What do you think about uh, the casual gaming uh, scene here locally? The casual se- gaming scene here locally, it's kind of like the, it's kind of similar to the kinds of games that tend to be popular here uh-huh. in the retail scene. Basically, a lot of them are popular ti- are really popular titles that are easy to obtain, uh, e- easy ob- easy to obtain, easy to access. Speaking of easy to yeah, easy to obtain, easy to access. In some cases, are games that can be easily shared. Uh-huh. Speaking of casual gaming, how's Nintendo doing lately? Nintendo's doing better. Be- better how? They're selling more consoles. Which ones? So Wii U. The Wii U. They're actually selling more Wii U's now. Wow. They're still they're 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 still in the red right now, but. They have a big war chest of savings they've racked up over the years, uh-huh. and um, they're selling more consoles and games. Okay, I remember there was a when the Wii U came out, there was a zombie game. Zombie U, yeah. Yeah, Zombie U. I was, were you able to try it out? No, because I I couldn't find a place where I could uh, utilize the Wii U. But what do you think about the whole interface of the Wii U with the second screen? Honestly, it's a really great. It's literally the next step. It's it's actually the next the next great evolution for split screen play. But does it uh, change the fact that it does it tip the balance of the established casual gaming of the Wii to the Wii U? It doesn't, because in a lot in a lot of considerations, um, in a lot of the considerations, the innovation is was isn't exactly something that's. Um, is it exactly something that's uh, that's like capturing the minds and imaginations of the uh, mass market, uh-huh. like the like the same way the Wiimote and motion controls did? I remember the Wii U was really popular amongst the surprisingly the older markets because it was really easy to get into. The Wii or the Wii U? The Wii. Yes, it I, was. Do you think that's going to be something that the Wii U is going to still keep? The Wii U still has the sensor bar of the Wii. The Wii U right. is still fully compatible with Wii modes. Okay. The Wii U's extra controllers, unless you buy the special Wii U uh-huh. Pro controller, are Wii modes. So in- and finally, and finally, um, there is a, a concert. There is a move by some developers to create games similar to the Wii experiences. Right. Right. So basically, there is a chance for them to capture some of that market. Not all of it, but potentially at least a bit that still remembers the Wii. Because a lot of those, in all fairness, a lot of that market has moved, has pretty much moved on, moved back to their mobile devices. Yeah, I'm wondering about it because the younger generation of gamers are getting really used to the casual games on the mobiles and the tablets. Does that endanger the console generation and the PC master race? That doesn't endanger those platforms at all. In fact, the thing that should be considered is that you should is that um, 
In this day and age, though, the key thing now is, is to pretty much graduate these uh, ca these casual kits into into more core experiences that could be offered by consoles and PC. I right. mean, and also the other consideration to have here is this. Um, Mobile is not a threat to PC simply because the kinds of games that excel on both platforms are very different from uh -huh. each other. The inputs needed to ex the in basically the inputs that you'd need for a standard PC game are cannot be possibly emulated on a uh, a tiny uh, 4.5 inch touchscreen <laughs> without blocking the entirety of that screen. Conversely, touch games don't really do well on a controller right. setup because because of the need for more uh, consistent and instant uh, response. Yeah, and on the other end of the spectrum, you have games where uh, it's connected to the what was that the 3D puzzle uh, type? Basically, the immersive reality. The Oculus. Basically, um, wait. Uh, what do you think uh, about that kind of game? Virtual reality. Yeah. Right now, VR is essentially just a screen alternative. Okay. Right now, at least, it's just a screen alternative. Do you think there's an actual future there for us? There is a future for V. There is a future for VR, but it's going. But basically, what's going to happen is that VR will carve up a very a, a, not, a noticeable niche. I just don't see it um, replacing standard screens. I, I mean, there's a. It reminds me a little bit freakishly of the Matrix. I'm sorry, it's reminding me of, of what happened in Dot Hack and uh, Sword Art Online. I'm that sorry. is true, yeah, yeah Sword Art Online. I don't want to die. Alright, do I plug in the Oculus and become part of the game forever? It might be awesome, but then again, what if you're plugged into Silent Hill? No, no. No, no, your concern is whether or not, you're, whether or not you die permanently if you <laughs> die in the game. That's a, that's, a, that's a good question for... People who are gamers who watch Sword Art Online, right? And Dot Hack. And Dot Hack. Literally making you part of the game. Yeah. Though seriously, though seriously, the way I see it, I'm pretty certain if that happened, we'd still have a respawn system. It's just going to be a bitch. <laughs> it's going to feel horrible. Oh, I... Uh, 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 uh. Um, yeah? AG, I just said bitch. It's okay? Oh wait, it's okay for this one, right? Okay. Okay, I just needed to clarify that one because of our usual policy on podcasts, you see. So, um, when it comes to gaming, uh, we have right now we have a huge lot of sequels. Yes. And uh, I think there's a smaller amount of new IPs coming out every year. Uh, actually, now there's a there's been a push for more I, for more new IPs. Oh, thank God! I mean, I love the the franchises that came out. No, the the thing that the thing that was happening with sequels is the fact that making sequels is a safe way to make more money. Yeah, it's a guaranteed audience. I yeah, mean, it's a, it's not just a it's a guaranteed audience, and you don't have to run the risk of like trying to market a game that you like try to market a, a game in a way that is. Uh, basically would try to appeal to a certain audience uh-huh that's the that's the advantage that, that's the advantage with that's the advantage with sequels but there is an influx of new IPs and some new ideas going on though a lot of ideas are still very iterative so right. ba basically like a new game but it t takes some of the uh, elements of some older games like um, a, a good example Titanfall's uh, core gun combat was uh -huh. essentially Call of Duty Okay, yeah. 
bought they added with parkour. They, yes, they added parkour. They and added robots. They added, they added double jumps. Uh -huh. They added robots. Yeah. Wall climbing. And they basically changed up the whole end of game scenario. It didn't just end when you won. You basically had the whole get to the chopper. Fact <laughs> check. Fact check. This is AG. Uh, Titanfall. No, no, no. Did you pause it? No. no. I'm gonna say something. Uh, Team Fortress 2 was one of the first few video games that employed an in-game scenario where you can kill off your opponents even after the game is done. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Titanfall. No, 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 Titanfall. Titanfall stepped it up a bit that you can escape. Yeah, you can have a chance but, to do something. But, you can destroy the shit. That but Team Fortress 2 was the first one to do it. From what I know. From what? Uh, from. Yeah, and was it was hell to just massacre the other team. Yeah. Once you. Got the victory, actually, just I, actually I, per I personally make a personal mini game when that happens. Exactly, exactly. If like if I lose, I try my best not to die. Exactly. <laughs> hide where you can. No, no, I try. No, I don't hide. I run away. Okay. No, because they always find me. That's because they're faster. Right? They always find me. That's why I try to. I just run away and jump like a maniac. So on the on the topic of uh, the gaming and Team Fortress too, what do you think of Steam? Steam? Yeah. Steam. Yeah. Uh, I really like it as a platform. However, I do share Total Biscuits issues with the, with the way the platform's being flooded by uh, games from Greenlight. Is it a bad thing or a good thing? A bad thing for the guys who for the guys who are trying to get um it's a bad thing for certain indie dev devs who make good games because it'll be hard to get visibility. Being on the front page of Steam really affect, really gives you a great amount of visibility, uh -huh. and the fact that you can be on the front page for about an hour before you're like taken off because someone released a new game, <laughs> like like 20 people released a Butt Simulator 20, 2011 on on Steam, like 20 versions uh, of Butt Simulator 2011 on there. That yeah, that's a problem. Okay, I, I can see that. I can see that. I mean, it's it's, a, it's visibility is really the core issue amongst any indie dev. I mean, even on the iOS or on Android, it's really hard to come up with an interface. It's actually even, where actually I know, I know for a fact it's actually even harder on iOS because of the sheer amount of apps coming out. I mean, yeah. Not just also the sheer amount of, amount of apps coming out, but also the interface of the App Store. Yeah, where basically true. the App Store is, is, pretty, is very much coded only to show Basically, by default, the showing of, the showings on apps are either most popular or best selling, or most popular, best selling, or most recent. Yeah, and there's and it's if you're somewhere in between, good luck. It's usually about only like, like five entries each, like right. if, unless you click the button. Uh huh. And you're gonna be at the mercy of the masses if somehow you're not the recent, you're not most popular, or you're not the best selling. Yeah. Huh. That is a conundrum. Anybody else out there who have any idea how to fix this issue? Well, if you have any ideas, comment on us at channel14.com. We accept comments, likes, subscribes, many other things. AG is over there watching his tripod, looking at the back of a TV, seeing his uh, reflection and other things. Alright, uh, I think that's it for today. See you later. We're going to be doing more interviews soon.
made it this far, I'm not sure if this will make it to the Third World Gaming off tangent section. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure if this has come out. I don't know. I don't know. But we're just recording because that's what we do. Yeah. And we're here still at uh, Kelp. And uh, yeah, I hope this comes out to the Third, uh, <laughs> the third World Gaming off tangent section. Yes. Oddly enough, it's the off tangent section. And this is AG from Third World Linux. <laughs> And Norm from uh, his upcoming thingamabob that he's planning that we won't disclose yet. But it's gonna come out in the website sooner. Soon enough, soon enough. Yeah. So, uh, and that's the show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that is off tangent, is it? Yeah, it's, uh, we're here at Kelvin. The atmosphere has brightened up. We have a bunch of cosplayers. Even fact, cosplayers draw crowds. So. Yeah. Have your prerequisite samurai ex cosplay? Yeah, of course, because. Uh, the new not to movie. date stamp yep not to put a date stamp on the thing it's the movie right now and it's a really good movie actually I recommend you uh, I haven't watched it we'll watch it again no spoilers put it what in the comments mean, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean no spoilers you already watched the anime yeah and the OVA and the yeah the manga awesome. yeah so I hope uh, maybe they put a twist in the movie you never know but not really <laughs> Spoiler alert, Shishio lives. <laughs> but this was, it was really executed well. I really like it. So it's 3 o'clock. It's about time for the cosplay event to start. Yeah. And uh, things. We're just all preparing and they're checking our camera and our gear. Good luck to Jao's final exam. <laughs> Good um, luck to Jao. Midterm exam for uh, constitutional law of all things. Which is cool and uh, comfy. Uh, you know, probably get someone to. I don't know. What? Someone should sit with us here. <laughs> probably. Should we start getting cosplayers? I guess so. Nico's not gonna take off his uh, hat, helmet, gas yeah. mask. Yeah, because that's what Nico does. Yeah. Be cute as a uniformed <laughs> Counter Strike cosplay. SAS Counter Strike. That's the name of the you know. I like how people get the courage to cosplay as their own character. I, I've never been able to do that on my own. I, I, I never really resonated with a character so much. I've always wanted to. Wait, feel free to get the sticker. It's free stickers. Yeah, we're giving away free stickers at CELP. Yeah. Free merch. Yeah, free, 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 free. It's Anna and Elsa from Frozen. <laughs> I think we can get them to sing. Probably, we should get do them to sing. Do you want to build a snowman? Sorry to be recording live. Because <laughs> we do podcasts and stuff. Just check us out at channel14.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 so yeah, we just had some people stepping up to the booth and whatnot. Right now we're the only ones here at the booth. So. Where's, where's Paolo? I don't speak Cebuano. Uh, dude, your gatotsu is too low. Huh? Oh, where's Paolo? Paolo is roaming around taking pictures. No! Nonetheless, uh, gatotsu is... I need somebody to talk to the models. <laughs> models are uh, cosplayers. Yeah, we probably should grab one. Some of them are actually models. Really? Uh, in general. Oh, in general. Okay. In general. Some, like, some cosplays, right? Really? Like, what, what's that? There was a Victoria's Secret model that actually cosplays, right? Really? Why, why do I know? Wait, wait. Internet. <laughs> this is uh, uninformed. <laughs> you, you just so everybody know. You just light up the internet. <laughs> <laughs> but if there isn't one... I'd be great to. It'll be great to have someone who does. It'd be great to have someone who does, huh? It'd be great. Yeah. Hello, hello. 
Hello. Hello, hello. Hello. He can't hear us. The microphones are really good. And we just spiked up the audio levels. Hello, hello. Yes. Can we get? Uh, We're recording an off tangent right now. Yeah. We're recording an off tangent right now. Uh, uh, no, no, we can grab Ghost players later pala after the, oh, after yeah, the yeah, competition, yeah, yeah. which is at 3, which would be now. We can grab them after the, the after yeah, the winners that's are. That's about cosplayers until at least four o'clock. Okay, around four or five. Four or five when the when the contest is done. All right, all right, in a couple hours. So that's in a couple of hours, and so we're still gonna get these. We gotta figure out. No, no, really. not really. No, no, we're good. We're good. Yeah, we should probably just. Uh... <laughs> this is what happens in between the actual interviews. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like, oh, should I grab someone? Oh, should I? Uh... Are, like you, are we ready for an interview? Is the camera overheating? Yeah, we have to. Have <laughs> some people don't want to say no to the interview, so they go like, we're busy. And then when we actually think, huh. And then we look at their booth. Yeah, they're busy. Because <laughs> uh, today, the day we really picked up, it's really nice. Really, really wow. nice. It's a good turnout. I see Attack on Titan. Yeah, I see Attack on Titan. When, it's uh, a short primer. Uh, yeah. On the prime, uh, on, uh, Play by play commentary. I, I, I don't particularly remember who it is. Uh, I'm sure they're not dead yet. Lag <laughs> <Lying> and kicking. <laughs> Survive Wall Maria. I, I haven't seen a cosplay of Attack on Titan with an actual Titan so far, but that would be pretty oh, that awesome would be really see. nice if someone actually cosplayed yeah. as a Titan. I'm looking forward to hearing the theme song though. I really like the Attack on Titan theme really? song. Yeah. I, I like how, how much effort they put into every opening <laughs> opening title. Scene. Well, for, for the amount of episodes they have running, that's a lot of effort. But yeah, they already what on, only at twenty-five episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they replaced the title the like season, two two times. Getting forward to the next season, and whatnot, because uh, things are gonna happen. Things will happen. People uh, roaming around. People are doing the costume changes in the bathrooms. You know the usual stuff. Oh, it's a Sagat cosplay. Oh, nice. What? A nice. Sagat? Nice. Oh, no, it's a Dalsim. No, Dalsim. Dalsim, Dalsim. I'm sorry, I didn't see the eye patch. <laughs> we are... <laughs> we are terribly mistaken. That's what it's a Dalsim cosplay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Actually, they don't see it, so... <laughs> we were wrong. Well, later we'll try it as much as I can to record something. And uh, if I could manage to counteract the backlighting. Yeah. That's a lot of noise in the background. And I'm picking up here. Yeah. Is that a? Ooh, it's a, it's a Sanosuke cosplay. No, it's not. <laughs> what? We're gonna get this all wrong. <laughs> Later when we do the <laughs> recording, we're gonna get this all wrong. All right, we, get, we gotta. I gotta figure out like ask who they are, who they're cosplaying, so I don't make their political incorrect. Yeah, people are gonna murder us huh. on the internet. No idea, no idea. No idea. Who just passed by and cosplaying. Uh, HK stands for Hello Kitty, I guess. What, what the? Uh, Hong Kong. It's a whole lot of fur. That's a. Yes. So many things. Earlier, I remember earlier you made the mistake of um, uh, mistaking uh, a suspiciously. I was an incredibly blonde person oh, yeah. as a cosplay. <laughs> she was glistening in the sun and I was like, is that a uh, person cosplaying? And then when we came near, like, oh, just just blonde. That's incredibly blonde. <laughs> just incredibly blonde. Because, you know, here in the Philippines, 
everyone puts on like on cosplay, just puts on wigs. Uh huh. And you know, you never know. Someone is going to be blonde, just like the one you just passed by. Going to be blonde, but hey, from far away, you know, you wouldn't know. No, it looks like they're lining up. All right, so Lord, let's record our primers. So. All right, the actual thing. <laughs>